Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week, join us on the conquest of the Sengoku era as the gaming adventure tackles wave after endless wave of enemies in Samurai Warriors 5, and then heads to Streets of Rage 4 for a little bit of DLC. We've also got news including Dead Space's remake. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. No, that's just what it says on the tab of this uh, can I got here. Can of what? Well, I'm glad you asked, because we're at a pivotal moment in this podcast. We are at a moment where I am, for the first time ever, trying a brand new flavor of sparkling water. Oh. Oh. (laughs) I mean, knowing you and how much you love sparkling water you've tried every flavor so what new flavor has well, you... not every flavor i feel like you've tried every flavor you explained to me he's like oh yeah they got this like raspberry limited edition only in korea flavor that i just absolutely love and get from the <laughs> store so like what flavor do you have that's possibly new to you well it's not a new flavor so much as it is a new flavor from a brand uh, that brand being bubbly. So, like, LaCroix has a has a, a passion fruit flavor that I really like. But bubbly mm-hmm. sparkling waters always seem to taste different to me. So, if you don't mind, here on the podcast, I'd like to I'd like to do a taste test. All right, cracking cold one to see what it does. All right, let's see what's it taste like. Hmm. Well, it it's definitely got a little bit more of a zing to it, which I find happens a lot with the bubblies. Like, their watermelon one is really good versus the LaCroix watermelon one. It's not that great, but, like, bubbly has, like, a, a surge of flavor that LaCroix doesn't have. But I feel like LaCroix does, a, like, the pure, the regular flavor, uh, sparkling water a bit better, and the limoncello is really good and all that. But, I don't know, the bubbly sparkling water passion fruit flavor seems to be all right and the tab does say ahem i always appreciate how all their little tabs say uh something fun on it so uh i'm gonna i'm gonna consume this one through the duration of the podcast and by the end i should have a final verdict on it <laughs> if you don't finish it then that's that's the final verdict because it takes about like an hour to do this so if you don't finish it within an hour uh you know i think that says about you know well it usually takes me like a good like six hours to drink a can of anything, so we'll, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but speaking of passion fruit, you know what I'm passion fruit about? Uh, old eighties toys. Oh yeah, I am passion fruit about old eighties toys. But we'll get to that in a second. First, I want to welcome you guys to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly podcast gaming adventure. Where yeah, we like eighties toys. <laughs> I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here as always with my good friend and co-host, Robert. Have you been doing, man? Been doing all right lately. Uh, trying to think of anything uh, crazy has happened. I, I, I don't really think so. Uh, what about you? Have you been this week? I've been all right. I've been watching a lot of Olympics because I'm really into that. Oh, that I'm did I'm usually happen. more into the into the Winter Olympics, but I've been catching a, a, quite a bit of the Summer Olympics uh, this year. I've, but in general, I've just been so, like, impressed with media lately. 
I've been impressed with all the games I've been playing. I've been really, for some reason, some kind of like, like high satisfaction from everything. Like I'm watching some shows, Bad Batch, um, mm-hmm. Monsters at Work. Those have all been great. Um, the Masters of the Universe Revelation show on Netflix. Speaking of '80s toys, it was amazing. It was everything it was cracked up to be, and my hype has never been higher for for the second part of that. So I've just been kind of really thrilled by a lot of the stuff I've been like consuming media wise lately actually now that you mention it i did listen to that new tyler album tyler the creator yeah tyler the call me if you get lost album was it good i i think in the famous words of jay-z you can't rate an album in a day it's impossible so i'll continue to have multiple listens through it so so far it's like uh pretty okay uh igor was a pretty great album like after re-listening for a couple of times i think igor was a really good album and then I had to give this one the same type of treatment. I had to listen to it a couple more times before I give it, like, a final verdict on it. It just feels like media has been, like, real good lately. Like, I've been kind of impressed with everything I've been playing and watching. Um, I'm reading that new Star Wars book that's been really good. So, I don't know. I'm just enjoying media right now, so... I think I watched the the skateboarders do the the summer games. Oh, yeah, the skateboarding Olympics? Yes, I did see that. Yeah. With Tony Hawk... uh, talking talking you know talking about everyone there and their skills and like all these like terms of skateboarding i absolutely do not know but i'm just like yeah that does look like what it is yeah they they did the street finals by the time we've uh, recorded this for men's and women's um i think they're gonna do the park finals sometime uh it, like the week following this recording mm-hmm. um so they're gonna do that's the one where they're going to like the pools and stuff the really high like high air tricks so yeah skateboarding at the olympics it's a brand new thing it's been real fun but Speaking of the Olympics, that kind of ties into the to video games because at the opening ceremony when they had all the countries going in the parade, Japan put some really cool, awesome video game music as the background music to the parade, including things like the Final Fantasy theme, uh, the Dragon Quest theme they had in there. They had the Soul Calibur uh, character select. They had uh, Starlight uh, Zone from Sonic. And, of course, the best one was the Monster Hunter theme. And But, like, this is just a small sample size of all the video game music they played while the, while the athletes were coming out. Now, let's talk about, you know, the elephant in the room. Was there any Sonic music? Yeah, the Starlight Zone. See, that's not oh, a Sonic song. I mean, it is, but... I know, I know what you're getting at. Ain't, you ain't mean, is no... there any Sonic 3 and Knuckles songs, specifically a particular one that plays on a mountainous, snowy, you could call it ice-capped uh, stage, if you will? The, like, come on, it ain't Sonic music unless it's that one. If Tokyo ever gets to do the Winter Olympics, they should play Ice Cap Zone, because snowboarding is an Olympic sport. I think Beijing's doing it this year next year beijing's do- yeah. yeah beijing's doing it and then I, f- I forgot who's doing the year after that. it might be paris, paris. yeah paris. it's paris so it's gonna be a while before they they're ever announcing that year but we'll see i heard paris is gonna have break dancing as an olympic sport imagine the jawawakis compete in that oh imagine <laughs> then that that's interesting now you got me interested in that one yeah put on some dope tracks and dance your heart out for the gold anyway so, while those games are going on, other games are going on, too, of the video variety. Um, so, we got some news this week. Why don't we start with a big one? That rumored Dead Space remake is real. Mm-hmm. It's coming from EA for next-gen consoles only, apparently. It's going to be a remake from probably the ground-up of the original, and I guess it might include some cut content. Okay. 
I I love Dead Space. I like Dead Space Two was really. It, it's like you can compare Dead Space One to Alien, and then Dead Space Two to Aliens. Well, Dead Space One is more of like Alien mixed with the Thing, so that one's a little bit more horror base. While Two is has some more actiony parts, but it's still kind of horror in there. But I haven't really played Three. I know people have mixed feelings about Three, but at least for me, One and Two are, are really solid games. Honestly, yeah. I've always heard that about one and two. I've not personally played them, but it's they've been very critically acclaimed. And we all know that the biggest problem with three is <laughs> the introduction of some purchasable elements among among probably other things. But I, that's what I always hear as the big issue with three. But this is something people have been kind of clamoring for for a long time now. So we didn't get much. Obviously, we got a little teaser trailer. But uh, it's exciting to know that it's it's finally happening. This is one of those dream games for some people, a Dead Space remake. So uh, for the fans especially, I'm, I'm super stoked for them. Uh, maybe I'll give it a shot when it comes out. It's it's pretty good. I think, I think it builds up everything in the horror of... There are some jump scares you can't fault out of any horror game. A lot of horror games do that. But it does have that tension of like suspense and just being in a really unfamiliar area and just you don't know what's around the corner and we do have like the track record of of classic horror games being reimagined like this capcom's no slouch when it comes to doing something like this so let's see if the team at ea can uh give dead space i guess it's re2 remake moment so that'll be exciting to see um next gen only they're not being constrained by technical limitations it being next gen only, it it you know it's gonna bother a lot of people because some people still don't have their hands on PS fives. But it's that turning point now where games do need to be like half of these games will be cross gen, but they have to put like the emphasis of like this is a next gen title that this is why you have to shift at a certain time or. People who already have the PS5 be like, you know, we're going to give you now those, like, titles. Because I know for some people I hear, they're just like, yeah, PS5 is cool. There's just not a lot, you know, on it at the moment. Which, I, you know, that's not, you know, they're not wrong. Because you picked up, like, Spider-Man Miles Morales or everything like that. Which are also cross-gen games. So it's like, we really do need some of those, like, this is an exclusive to next-gen, like, console gaming. So... Yeah, the only true next-gen titles I have are Returnal and Ratchet and & Clank because even Godfall, as we know, next month is going to be a cross-gen uh, title. So, you know, with this in mind, Dead Space is probably still a ways off, so more people should have their hands on a, on a PS5 by the time it comes out. I guess Sony just said they have sold 10 million PS5s at this point, which is insane considering um, we've not seen one on the shelf at, at a store yet at all since since they've released it's it's like t- ten million. And they're still and they're still not on shelves. Yeah. The de- the demand. Well, it's just the demand for it's is pretty high at the moment. But yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure at some point we'll see this pivot to next gen only. It's obviously not going to happen this year, especially with Gran Turismo Seven and God of War apparently uh, as cross gen games. So we will keep us posted on that. Anyway. Little couple of small things this week, small but interesting. Final Fantasy 16, we've not seen that in a while, but apparently the the motion capture was done in conjunction with English recording, which means it's being recorded in English first, which is really cool for a Final Fantasy game. That's kind of unprecedented, I think. Because it's it's always been the Japanese's first, right? They always just 
yeah. do everything there first and then just dub it later. So it's dubbing. It's not even dubbing. It's just doing the English first. I'm pretty sure the English is being recorded first. Now, Square Enix has been great with doing lip sync for uh, English translated uh, versions. So, for, like for Final Fantasy 13, you did have English uh, lip sync with with the English voices. I always thought that was really cool. Ryu Gago Toko Studio did it with uh, Like a Dragon, but I think they're not going to do it with Lost Judgment just to keep it to where they can actually release it worldwide hmm. um, all at once. That's just an interesting little thing I heard this week. I was say hopefully they don't take like six years to release it. I think Final Fantasy 16 is going to be closer than we think. Hopefully it is, honestly, because that trailer seems to be, you know, I, I think it was like when they announced, was it, it was like 13, what was it, thir- or was it 14 X2 or whatever it was before it was 15? Oh, uh, versus 13. Versus 13. Yeah, it was go. 10 it was years like, off. I don't yeah. think they're going to make that mistake again. Yeah, it was like versus 13. They had, just, they just announced it and then they rebranded as 15 and then they finally show gameplay like years later. That's like we finally got at least some concept of gameplay. So maybe it's sooner than we think. Yeah. And I don't think final fantasy 16 is going to be like a hugely graphically intensive game based on the trailer, but that's fine. Like as long as they deliver a quality game, I've always been more of a frame rate person myself. So we will, uh, keep posted on final fantasy 16. Now we also have some PS plus games for August. Uh, hunters arena legends is that battle Royale, like, sword like almost for honor ish looking thing i we we talked about from the state of play a while back that'll Mm -hmm. be on ps5 and ps4 but we also get plants versus zombies the battle for neighborville and tennis world tour 2 now tennis world tour 2 will be fun you know probably playing a few casual rounds of tennis with your friends um i've heard it's not like super great but mm-hmm. I like a good tennis game, as Mario Tennis Aces has shown me. It's fun. Remember when we did the uh, the trial? You you did the trial and we played. It was pretty yeah. pretty fun. It was actually yeah. It was tennis. Mario Tennis is actually really fun. Um, yeah. Don't know about the story. I heard you say the story mode was kind of just like meh. Yeah, the story more fun mode is kind of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, was it Hunter? Seems to be like it's new, right? Yeah. It's one of those where if. Mm, it, it depends. I don't know. It just seems like it might be a slow month, but you know, who knows? Maybe the hundred games It'll actually be worth really a fun. Try. Yeah, maybe it will be really fun. You never know, and it's actually worth playing. It. Yeah, and the Battle for Naperville is, of course, like the hero shooter version of Plants vs Zombies. Now, Garden Warfare and Garden Warfare Two are pretty good. Do I like a hero shooter? Not really. Will I give this a shot just because it's a free game? Sure. Why not? Yeah. I will. I will. I will try most things on plus. I mean, we're technically pay- paying for it with our subscription, so I will try most things on Plus, unless it's like an RTS, and I know I just, like, can't do it. <laughs> so, there's that. There's apparently a Pokemon live-action show in development at Netflix. I am all for this, because I love Detective Pikachu. It, it, it depends. I mean, like, it's not even that it's a Pokemon show, it's just it's a TV show in general. I don't watch TV shows in general that often. And I, I don't know, I was never that big of a Pokemon fan, so it's just kind of one of those, like, I think you would be more excited than I would. Well, I'm excited, but there's also the potential here that they could mess it up, but as with anything, they, they could have messed up Detective Pikachu, but I thought that the end result was really good. For, you know, a basic plot line where there's, like, a plot twist, a, a usual plot twist, it was, it was a pretty decent movie, uh, had a lot of humor and heart, did miss a lot of Pokemon that they could have put in, but hey, a show gives them the chance to have, like, 
imagine this is like an episodic thing like the like the regular pokemon show where they're where they have a each episode is dedicated to a different pokemon or something it'd be kind of kind of cool although i just have a feeling it's probably not gonna be like that what if what if it was a crime drama show like detective pikachu but it's a noir style and it stars badoof bro you put badoof in anything i think we got a winner <laughs> i think if they put badoof in and he has to be a side character he has to be a what a side character he has to be like there every second of every scene of that pokemon show to get me interested in it you know what this makes me think we need our own version of Badoof. I, I I say we make our own version of Badoof, and he's green, so keep that in mind. Now, our last little bits of news this week are tiny, um, so we'll go through them a bit quick. Uh, you've heard of Okami, right? That game about the wolf, the the paintbrush wolf. Mm-hmm. Everyone everyone talks about it here and there. Yeah, it's it's very popular. I've played it. I've not beaten it. It's very. It's very, you know, classic 3D Zelda-esque in how it how it plays, so you can imagine how playing that back when the Wii was out would frustrate me. But the Wolf of Matarasu, he is going to be a crossover costume in Monster Hunter Rise. So I think that's cool of Capcom to do that. It makes me want it, actually. You have Rise, right? Yeah, I have Rise. Because I look at Monster Hunter World, and they have, like, other, like, crossovers. Like, what they had, they had a Mega Man one, right? Yeah, my my cat in in Monster Hunter World is literally an eight bit Mega Man with voxels. <laughs> now, is it the actual like Okami, or is it just a skin? It is the actual Okami. Judging by the picture, it's like the actual Okami. It's like a skin over your mm-hmm. like dog. Your I'm forgetting what they're called, Palamute, and it it becomes a Madarasu. So it just looks cool. I'm glad they're adding more content to Monster Hunter Rise, but what I want is some more monsters. I I feel like I feel like it's we need that before whatever G rank or Master rank expansion comes out. So we'll keep posted on that. Speaking of more content, Animal Crossing is finally going to get some new content. They're bringing back fireworks, but then they said that more content is in development. So I'm like, what is this going to be? Is this going to be like a big content update? Is this going to be like a because you know Animal Crossing uh, New Horizons is it's in the top 20 selling games of all time at this point, I believe. That game came out, what, a year ago? Yeah, about a year and a half ago. Well, yeah, so last March. <laughs> so now there's there's still uh, making content for that game. So it'll probably be a while since we see another, uh, we'll see another Animal Crossing game. Yeah, there's usually one per console, but on the Wii U they did uh, Amiibo Festival, which was like a board game that people didn't really like because you needed Amiibos to play it. But yeah, man, I mean... I figure if they make like a $10 expansion to Animal Crossing, they could just about get everyone who's still playing to to get that $10 purchase or something. Like, But make it meaningful. Like, if it's going to be free, sure. Whatever it is, I want it to be meaningful. Because I've not played Animal... I've not played in a long time because there's nothing left for me to do and mm-hmm. I'm impatient and all that stuff. So I'd like to get back into it. It's very uh, tranquil. Now, before we get to abandoned you know i'm a big picross fan yeah game of the year clearly game of all time Uh, game of the year game of all time that's debatable well well, listen to this picross s is coming out with a sega master system and genesis edition on august 5th featuring all your favorite sega characters as like two characters but those two characters are better than all (laughs) It's like Knuckles. Sonic and Knuckles. Knuckles. <laughs> I, I hope one Knuckles. of the Pick Ross um, pictures is Ice Cap Zone. 
I hope they play Ice Cap Zone as the background music. Wouldn't that be great? Well, it has to be the proper Ice Cap Zone. It, it does have to be the proper Ice Cap Zone. We're talking 1994 Ice Cap Zone. Not that PC re-release. No, sir. I wonder if the anniversary collection on like the PS2 Sonic has the original Ice Cap Zone. I believe it does. The one on the DS does. Yeah. And that came out in 2010, I believe. See, so, yeah, there's no reason, there's nothing stopping them. Come yeah. on, Sega. The old GameCube collection has the original Ice Cap Zone music. It's like, Sega, I know you're re-releasing Sonic 3 and Knuckles, but come on, we gotta have the song, too. Exactly. Anyway, Destruction All-Stars, another thing we are known to bring up from time to time. Mm-hmm. They've got a new update. They're trying to fix some things that people have complained about, like this quote-unquote ghost hits thing where it feels like they're taking damage for no apparent reason i think they're increasing the i I think they're decreasing i should say the wait time between when you can slam and everything they're adding new cosmetics they're adding tiers to their season pass so if you bought the season pass you will have more tiers now and and the cosmetics look good my problem with this game is that it's not getting enough exposure because as we said the last time i played this i couldn't find a match for like 10 minutes and then it wasn't even a full match so it's like have they added the bots yet i wonder i I, i'm tempted to check it Uh, out but like i want this game to succeed robert i do it's a fun it's fun honestly it's very fun in theory in practice it's fun it's fun i think it's one of those things where they they're making it a live service so so much content that needs to be in it is not in it at the moment so it's just one of those why wait you know six months from now to drop a certain uh mode or a certain dlc just drop it as soon as you can because some people aren't gonna wait because there's like 10 other games that people play like i said i know people that just play Fortnite, and they go through all their tier system on there not every game needs a tier system but i understand that it was a playstation plus game they have to make their income somehow i think it's also just in general it's just like how i don't know it's just like people just don't like that type of game which i don't understand because it's a fun game it's just going around in a car in a vehicle just doing you know vehicle mayhem and that's all it is and it's honestly fun but people just like their battle royales and that's just like that's just how it is but i hope this is a, a franchise that doesn't go away because it was fun when i did play it with like lobbies of people in it yeah it it could feel potentially like it might have a resurgence at some point but they need to push it harder sony needs to be pushing this game hard and maybe it will have like an Among Us moment where it becomes popular years after the fact, or maybe it'll have a Hades moment where a where a genre that's not generally like in the mainstream eye becomes like the big thing. Like now everything is roguelike and all that stuff. So yeah. I, I just every time I get a little bit sad whenever we bring up Destruction All Stars because man, like the the, the groundwork is there. We just want to see like a push like for it i guess new, yeah like new add new uh, arenas because it's, it was the same arena at yeah it was like the same arena so it pushed there was new like four right you yeah. couldn't do some of them in some modes put a jungle arena put like a, a mad max-esque like doom-esque like you know like arena it's all like dusty and just like do that and just like you know just add different things add dlc see if you can get like sweet tooth for it right from like yeah, Twisted from metal. Twisted Metal. Add Twisted Metal characters as DLC, and then I think people would be interested in it again. And, like, the characters, they're a varied and colorful cast. We need some varied and colorful maps to go along with it. Like, yeah. what we have looks cool, 
but it's it's a little bit samey in my opinion and adding adding you know different elements to the tracks different maybe feel for the cars on on different roads like a sand road as you said or like a jungle road maybe they feel different maybe the car reacts differently to them add a little more character to everything besides the characters i guess because the character character is there custom cust uh like customable different vehicles or different arenas like if they're like the jungle one was more like obviously dirt road and you can obviously have like a a, a more of a buggy instead of like a, a sports car like i said just different add stuff like that because it is kind of one-sided because i don't know like I, said, I don't know if they're holding off on dlc or they just they just i don't know i think the the uh, assuming weight is not going to work for it as long as you know the way it is at the moment i think they just need to really commit to it and add some dlc and just add new things to the game that's the way yeah. i see it and even if they do that they still need the marketing push i think from sony sony mm-hmm. should you know push it a little bit harder like we get these posts on the blog that say destruction all-stars is getting an update but then i'm, I'm gonna go download destruction all-stars and i'm gonna be really upset if i log on to a match and i'm waiting for 10 minutes and then i have like five people with me and I'll be yes. like, well, why did I spend 20 minutes downloading it or however long Destruction All-Stars takes? So it's like lean into the zaniness of the character world you built with the outer world that you built, I guess. Yeah, I, I agree with that. It's it's They can get marketing. They can get just anything. They can get just like... They can just get anyone to promote it and then it would bring some traction to, to the game. Yeah. This is a game we've been talking about for a year now. It's been a year almost since the PS5 reveal on this. Put a Travis Scott skin, you know, put him in the game as a skin, and then, you know, everyone, because he, he was the promoter of PS5 for a while. Crossover potential draws people in. Even, like, something like Fortnite. I wonder yes. how many people went, went on to Fortnite because Rick Sanchez was on Fortnite. Yes. Or uh, LeBron James was on Fortnite. LeBron. I see Fortnite. I'm trying to see why Fortnite was so successful. Honestly, because it's just, because. It it's still going on strong, but it's like, what is it? Because it's not the Battle Royale, because there's so many Battle Royales now. What is it that makes Fortnite just so unique to it? It's got to be the crossover, It has to dude. be the skins, honestly, at this point. You can go on, you can play Marvel, you can play DC, and the skins look great. The skins on the Fortnite look better than the character models in some other games. Honestly, that's that's, that's not... Yeah, you're not entirely wrong with that, because... Like I said, there's so many other Battle Royales now, so what is it that makes Fortnite... It has to be the skins. I say, that's what frustrates me about some dlc in some games was just like just release certain content that should be here since the get-go like just release it hear me out fall guys has a ratchet and clank crossover now why couldn't they do a ratchet and clank crossover in destruction all-stars i don't know it's not like it would drop people yeah it's not like insomniac's not open to it i feel like if they were to they asked them they'll probably be like yeah sure why not destruction all-stars always quite the topic when we bring it up (laughs) anyhow Hey, remember Pogs? Yeah, I remember Pogs. But I remember them in a different word. Oh, I get you. Tazos. Yeah, I remember them as Tazos, yeah. I do remember Tazos. So, speaking of Pogs and Tazos, so Tazos were usually metal. Pogs were usually cardboard, as far as I yeah. can tell. But Tazos were, were metal and plastic. Yeah. The good folks over at Limited Run Games, in addition to their announcement of Shantae and the Pirate's Curse for PS5, a game that, by the way, has, goes for up to like $600 for their Switch edition on eBay, um, mm-hmm. has announced a couple of sets of Shantae Pogs that include a Metal Slammer and seven Pogs in each of the two sets. I love Limited Run Games, 
and I love how they always bring out the coolest merch. Now, we the price is a whole separate conversation for for a lot of their stuff, but I, I can't help but love the stuff that they do, especially for Shantae. See, Limited Run, I'm looking at them personally because they did one game that I didn't know they actually did way back. It was Another World. They re-released yeah. that. There's another game that I want them to re-release and had to have a physical run of because I would buy it in a heartbeat. Is it Prince of Persia? Yeah, well, it's Prince of Persia on the on the Super Nintendo. Because it's not even that it's a Super Nintendo exclusive. It, I, I I think Konami just published it out here, but they didn't produce it. It was it was another company. Yeah, I always hope for limited run to get something you want. A lot of times they do. <laughs> if if it's anyone's gonna do, it's gonna be them. Um, speaking of them. Limited Run Games uh, originally released Super Meat Boy as an exclusive to Best Buy, uh, but they're finally doing their actual Limited Run edition of it. It's got an interesting cover with a very like photorealistic Super Meat Boy, where he looks like an actual man and a bandage girl with him. Uh, listener, if you <laughs> want a little bit of, of a shock of what the cover for Super Meat Boy looks like, uh, go ahead and look that up. They're also going to release a special Meat Boy figure with, like, a meat tray, and I'm like, is this gonna be, like, a styrofoam tray? Is it gonna be plastic? I don't know. Limited Run does some, some wild things sometimes, so. I like them. If you, if you missed out on Pirate's Curse the first time for the Switch, uh, grab the PS5 version, just in case it goes up on eBay for $600 after the fact. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Anyway. Last thing we got on news is some more abandoned shenanigans. So you remember abandoned, right? The not Kojima, not Silent Hills game. Yeah, I remember about that. I remember like they were just very, they were very straight of like we're not Kojima, we're not, we're not part of anything like that. So stop saying we are. Yeah. So they got their real time experience app coming and that's an app where they'll like debut trailers, maybe gameplay demos or something in. Um I think it's gonna go up for preload sometime soon if it hasn't already. But it came along with an interesting picture mm-hmm. with abandoned written on it, of course, in in very similar font to Metal Gear Solid. But what intrigues me about this picture and has been pointed out by many people is that there is a, a, a blurred out picture of a man in the background wearing an Mm -hmm. eye patch and this Mm -hmm. has been compared quite well i think to solidus snake of all characters from mgs2 yes solidus of course is snake's perfect clone which is weird to you know to say because there's like two other ones but he's the perfect clone and he you know spoiler warning he i he kind of just bites the dust the end of two but how can he be here on this background of the yeah, like, trailer? <laughs> I I don't know. It's just uh, I I doubt it's it is you know it's him. They're just gonna post. It's like no, this this character. But come on, you cannot fault video game fans to thinking like no, nah, this is some like secret Metal Solid or Kojima project or something. Because I mean, it's just look like, at the font. Look at the font. It's too <laughs> similar. It's just like come on, you can't play. It's one of those things where if they're doing it on purpose. You can't play with gamers like that. It's just too much. It's just like that franchise is so loved, and it's my favorite franchise. Where if it's you know, I'm not putting no hope that it is it, but if it is, that's cool. You know, that's honestly kind of dope. But it's just like I'm just waiting for them to be like, no, it's this generic looking kind of character that kind of looks like Sully because Sully is kind of generic looking. Mm. And look, Blue Box is so adamant in saying that they're not Kojima. It's not Silent Hills. 
why do this? Yeah. This, like, this blurry image looks exactly like Solidus Snake. People were quick to say it looks like Old Snake, but no, Old Snake's wearing his eye patch on the on the other eye. But Solidus, I've seen this compared to a picture of Solidus from MGS2, and it's, yeah. like, pretty much the same picture. It's, like, I, it's not, I mean, it's probably not the same, but it looks very similar. I think the eye patch might be just slightly moved up on Solidus, so... Mm-hmm. whatever comes out of this i'm interested i'm interested in following the story <laughs> it's an interesting yeah, it's an interesting story interesting little experiment anyway one last little thing here you know what it is we got one every week tell me what it is i think we got us uh over here uh, a nintendo switch rumor yes sir and this one's sponsored by markers on the map presents trial by energy drink this week's flavor is bonus storage orange for when you want to rhyme and you you get close enough it's for a game called custom probotector endless Endless waves waves of of extraterrestrial monsters monsters are invading the earth when man alone is not enough we look to none other than the probotectors defenders of our home run through gauntlets of procedurally generated stages and pick up armor pieces, weapons, and more to customize your probotector, allowing them to take on enemies greater both in strength and in number. Change your loadout, weapon sets, and more as you tackle thousands upon thousands of level configurations in the ultimate side-scrolling ARPG shoot-em-up crossover where aliens and elements threaten humanity. True personalization is king as you take on one of four classes in single or up to four-player co-op and devastate the hordes of outer space with flair, right down to the color of your weapons and the dazzling 2D fireworks displays on screen. And with branching paths present in levels, your customization affects gameplay like never before. Want two blaster arms? Use them for a mega jump. Need only one? Make sure your other arm has a grappling hook attachment to find precious upgrade resources. Defeat skybound enemies using rocket thrusters, or just get a weapon with some range. Demolish foes with beam sabers, battle axes, and more in a melee build, or blaze past enemies in a fiery glory with the risk and reward of the flame bomb, an item that demands quickness and precision as you fly through a level. Summon awesome mini-robots to help you on your travels with mighty abilities such as lightning strikes and fierce winds to knock your foes off platforms. Traverse branching paths such as underwater caverns and fight against new waves of sea creature enemies for chances at rare upgrade materials to imbue your weapons and enchant your armor with unimaginable elemental energies. With a choice of four classes, the Striker, the Blaster, the Wolf, or the Infiltrator, gameplay variety stands tall. Any bot can equip any weapon as you configure new builds and wild strategies through an endless gameplay loop, where the numbers keep getting higher and your foes keep getting stronger. Cosmetics, screen filters, skins, and more abound as you raise through the ranks, exploding enemies into piles of colorful loot in the mightiest shoot-em-up ever devised, its custom Probotector. Save the Earth from darkness only on your Nintendo Switch. Now, I've been looking for an ARPG, and as far as I can tell, there's not one that's not a roguelike that's been done in the side-scrolling format. I'm I'm really liking the approach that they're taking here. This is not a roguelike. This is an ARPG side-scrolling shooter. That's true. Uh, nice to see that they're bringing back uh, the, pro- the protectors and all that, because that was like... Yeah, uh, we haven't European. seen them in a while. Yeah, I think since, like... 2000 they they have had their like own series because they've been here and there as like nods but they haven't had their own series in a while in some countries they were even people yeah in some countries they were people 
Uh, my favorite one is the Infiltrator, the little Giro-looking one. You know Giro oh, from Dragon one. Ball GT, of course. Yeah, I remember Giro. They should put him in Super. Actually, yeah, they should put him in Super or whatever that new Dragon Ball Z movie. Super, they it's Super Superheroes. Super yeah. Yeah, Super Superhero, like double superhero. Um, so yeah, this custom Protector kind of gives me the vibe of what would be like a Path of Exile, which I tried a game where it's an ARPG. You go through levels, you get loot. Um, kind of like a Borderlands almost, except this is a Contra-like um, with procedurally generated levels. That's always good for variety in games like this when maps are generated as you go through them. It ensures that different paths or enemy setups will, will come through every time. It, it just lends itself to infinite possibilities. Now, I know Binding of Isaac is a roguelike, but it does the same thing. You're never going to get the same configuration of rooms unless you enter the seed and then you'll get a configuration that you can send to people. Um, yeah they need to keep loot variety strong as it is with stuff like borderlands but unlike borderlands i want custom probotector to maybe have an emphasis on gradual improvement versus like oh i got an orange from completing story mission number five and now i'm never gonna go back to anything else yeah uh i mean it's just i i have to, because i'm trying to think what other franchises was tied to and i can't put my finger on it it feels mm, familiar. You're right. It does feel familiar. It's just, a side-scrolling like shoot 'em up. Yeah, I feel like I've seen them somewhere before. Hmm. I don't know. Well, Maybe it definitely it's feels like Custom Robo. Like Custom Robo, of course, has this whole customization. That's a GameCube game, and the US, I think, got two installments. But I can't quite put my finger on the side-scrolling shoot 'em up part. Hmm. I need to see it in action. I think we need to see it in action. Maybe it's a Metal Slug game. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe. That's a good shoot 'em up. Imagine a shoot 'em up Metal Slug with procedural levels. That would be cool. <laughs> that would be actually cool. <laughs> I'm hoping this one shows up at the next uh, at the next direct because I'm like these rumors have been really good lately. I'm like well, one of these has to be true. <laughs> one of them. Anyway, we talked about playing some games this week, and man, did we play one! <laughs> Uh, so Samurai Warriors 5 finally came out uh, mm. as you know I've been looking forward to this for a long time because I'm real big into Age of Calamity Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors, Pirate Warriors all that stuff now the cool thing about Samurai Warriors 5 is that it's kind of like a soft reboot of the franchise um, there's a new art style that they showed off back in that Nintendo Direct earlier this year it's kind of like thick outline cell shaded and the characters have gotten fresh new designs mm-hmm. now first things first 60 frames i don't think i can go back after this it's amazing the 60 frames just doesn't let up even in split screen and uh the gameplay has never been better because in samurai warriors 5 usually you would hit square a couple of times press triangle do a powerful move now there are now you can start with triangle to do like a mega move that'll like dash you forward and you can do a square move off that and it'll like do a little wave thing each character can set four ultimate skills which can boost their attack defense they can zip through enemies they can do a special move that clears out you know shielded enemies and all that um the variety so far has been great the the characters feel weighty and the movement's good it's just everything is so good about everything's so zippy compared to um even the older ones uh, the UI's been refreshed for a nice uh, blue and orange look. Uh, everything's very readable, despite all the chaos going on. 
you were encouraged to get really high combos, like a 10,000 hit combo for a trophy, stuff like that. The story's been really great because they're, of course, starting at the, the, the beginning of the Sengoku era. So you're playing as uh, Nobunaga Oda and, you know, interacting with all those really cool characters. Uh, if you're interested at all in, in the Sengoku era from a fictional standpoint, I'd strongly recommend checking out the anime Sengoku Basara. It's based on Capcom's answer to the Samurai Warrior series. But I just feel like there's 37 characters in total. I've unlocked like 10 or 11. I've gone through a couple chapters of the story. And I just gotta say, first impressions have been really good because I've not been able to put it down. Uh, so we actually both played it. Uh, split screen is a thing in this. Yeah. And even on share play, like the split screen worked pretty well, I would say. Yeah, it worked pretty well. Um was so funny i have to mention this is when you're like dude come over here and look at this and i was like dude it's split screen i can see your screen and you're like oh yeah, yeah. i forgot <laughs> where you're so into the game that you forgot we were playing split screen which is just a funny story but uh no yeah share play has we've done a quite quite a few games since since playing on the couch with your friend is it was was not really a thing at the moment so SharePlay really did come through and, you know, help us out with that with some games that we just both play. Obviously not all games, but uh, it's, it's more or less it was just my connection issue. It was blurry at some points, but it stayed a solid. So if I had a solid connection, it would probably be a solid 60, maybe 7, like probably 1080, honestly. It would be 1080, 60. Now, I, I was also impressed that even in split screen, the frame rate did stay at 60. Like, you know, that's... A testament to the PS5, I think, because I don't... I have not tested this game on a PS4, but I don't know if it could do split-screen on this game and still run at 60. It's just there's so many enemies on the screen at once at this one. Um, so, you've not played a Samurai Warriors in, in quite a while, so I would say this one's kind of like, compared to what you played, probably feels like a really... I don't know. What, what's your opinion? You just, it's very slick. It's a very nice, easy, comfortable game to play. It's not got really any high stakes to it. It's just a fun time. A good PvE little fun time. The last time I played a Samurai's Warriors game was the first one. That was on the PS2. But that was like years oh. later after it came out. And I've never really understood what to do. I always got lost. Yeah, I, I originally played the demo for Dynasty Warriors Gundam and Sengoku Bizarre on the PS3. Those were my exposure to the, the Warriors-esque games, the Musou games. I was always like, do I defeat every enemy? But as I played more and more, it's like, no, you go for the enemies that have names above their heads or the big health bars, and then that's usually your, your task because they'll stop the mobs from spawning. But Yeah, it's, it's in the sense of actual war of take out their leader and the you know the rest of the soldiers will just you know fall down and just you know retreat or you know just give up because i guess that's the whole that's the whole point why it's called samurai warrior you know mm -hmm. but i mean like it's you said well, i remember very distinctly you told me this version is probably the best version because it has everything you liked in every other version but it got rid of all the other stuff you didn't like yeah so my big problem with both hyrule warriors was the fact that you had giant bosses. Now, these giant bosses had to be taken out in in Hyrule Warriors with specific weapons. You had to stun mm -hmm. them with a specific weapon. And getting through the weapons, scrolling through the weapons, was kind of cumbersome. Now, mm -hmm. Age of Calamity kind of 
you know, mediates this by making your little things that stun the, the large enemies uh, accessible by holding down a button and you choose a, 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 an icon will pop over the head, a lock if you need to put them in stasis, a magnet for magnesis and so on. Um, and it, it's it's real quick, but the, the enemies themselves take chip damage until their, you know, shield is broken and then you can do big hits on them and, and take them out that fast. Where, as in Samurai Warriors... Five, you've just got your traditional fights. Your bosses are just, you know, souped up regular enemies uh, for the most part. Um, and then it, like, Fire Emblem Warriors had the whole Fire Emblem weapon triangle, which I really do not like. Like, it's not good. It doesn't lend itself well to Warriors, in my opinion. And then One Piece has a few things I didn't like, the Pirate Warriors 3. But this game took out all the stuff I didn't like from the other ones and just has all the stuff that I do like. It has its story mode and free mode as usual, but then as we played last night, it has Citadel, which lets you defend a base basically while the two players playing go through, you know, different tasks through a larger map where enemies come and you'll have to, one of you defends the gate or both of you defend the gate if you're overwhelmed, which I'm sure happens on harder difficulties. And then... You go through some challenges. It takes about five minutes. I think you can get time bonuses that maybe make it go to like eight if you're if you're lucky. And it's just a good time. It's like leveling up characters, seeing the numbers go up, improving your weapons. You could buy new horses. This one has horses. You can upgrade your facilities. So those Citadel missions give you upgrade materials and level you up all the while. Every character has their own skill tree. That will take forever to fill out. And being 37 characters big, the the roster will will take a long time to get 100%. But man, I I don't think I've ever felt the drive to get 100% more than on this one. I don't know. I I have to be honest. I don't think warrior games are my type of game. I get kind of sleepy. You know, well, it's it's kind of a chill experience. That's why I like it so much. I guess that's true. I, I don't know. It depends. It's, even with the first one, I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm just like, what do I do? And I'm just like, I don't get it. Got it, all it's, the exclamation marks. It's one, it's one of those things where it might be one of those I'm just probably not thinking in the right mentality of what it should be played as. Because if I was like, oh, it needs to have this and that. And just if it was really like detailed and just like had all this stuff, I think it would be overwhelming, honestly. So I was probably just one of those things where I, I think it was just when we played it, I just like, I didn't was, I wasn't really doing anything. I wasn't really playing anything. So then going on to that and just like kind of doing whatever, it was just like, eh. And then got, uh, I think if we were on fall guys first and then we were to go to the samurai, I think I would have different, uh, experience with it. Well, oh, well maybe we could try that. Because it's useful having a co-op partner. It's more fun, I think. I've not played co-op on a Warriors game since the PS3 Sengoku Bazaar, and I had a blast. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I think it was just that. I think because I, I look at it now, I was like, no, it was fun. Like, it was fun. Like, I just think I was like, I think if I were to play something, like, not really difficult, but just something kind of like I'm really focusing, I just like, you know, let me go to something chill and not really worry about it. I think it would have been different, like, opinion after that. Yeah, I mean... It's it's not a game you need to like pay super like detailed attention to. Yeah. Like we like it's not a game where we need to be like talking about the game the whole time. It's like usually when I play a Warriors game, I'm listening to a podcast and a lot of times when I play a Warrior game, I'm listening to a narrative podcast where mm. I actually have to pay attention to what's going on in the thing I'm listening to. So that's how like zoned out I get. It's just something like 
something so satisfying about uh, Warriors games in general to me, but especially this one so far because I think it's so smooth and sleek compared to like everything that's come before it. But yeah, it's gonna take a long time. This this will be a recurring game here on the show. <laughs> I mean, you only had like six characters, and there's like so many empty slots. I'm like, is this it? Like, there are so many characters you didn't have. I know the variety is amazing, but you got to go through the plot, the whole plot. I think there's like two character sides and to nothing go through but to the get plot. everything. Yeah, I'll get there. I haven't even unlocked the major characters that I want to play as yet, so I will get there. Just to touch on real quick, Great Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. I've played the first hour. Immediately, what strikes out to me is the nice 3D portraits for the characters. It's got that classic Phoenix Wright sense of humor. It's got an interesting setup so far. I wish I could say more, but I only got to play for an hour yesterday. So um, thoughts on that will be coming soon. And real quick, some thoughts on Pokemon Unite. Now, Uh I've never played a MOBA, and I thought the tutorial for this was fun. I played a, a round of it online. I like it, but... I don't think I want to play it specifically because all the currencies and systems and battle pass and shops and chaos, general chaos, is uh, is a bit much for me personally. Will I go back to it? I might. But the odds of me like getting invested in this is like I don't like keeping track of all these things like, oh, because I don't have this battle pass, I can't have that. Or because I don't have these yeah. login tickets, I can't. It's, it's why I can't do mobile games. Like, log in every day for your login bonus and your rubies and your for Mario Kart. And I was like, we'll see. But while we got a little bit of time left, you and me, speaking of share play, ran the new Streets of Rage 4 DLC, uh, the little challenge mode that they have in there, the like random yeah. roguelike almost challenge mode. I thought yeah, it was really fun. It was. I, I think it's, like I said, it's one of those modes where, honestly, it, it, it worked because it was just like a survival mode. It just goes, yeah. you know, as far you know as far as you can. Yeah. So Streets of Rage 4 added their, their survival mode that let, lets you pick any of the characters from the Streets of Rage characters to the Streets of Rage 1, 2, and 3 characters. They're, each character has brand new moves that you can switch through um, and unlock through the challenge mode. The Streets of Rage 4 characters have brand new skins and color palettes. Like, each one has three new color palettes that you can go through. They also added Max, Shiva, and Estelle as playable characters, as well as Rue the Kangaroo from Streets of Rage 3, who was a very pleasant surprise. And you just go through rooms. Every four rooms you get a boss. Uh, The first three rooms of those four, you'll have sets of enemies you'll have healing items, you'll have weapons, and then you get, in true roguelike fashion, a power-up at the end of every room to continue making yourself OP in the next. Elemental abilities like electricity, fire, and poison stack. So if one's tied to, like, your heavy attack and you get another one, they'll both be tied to it. You can do, like, real good damage on enemies. It does get overwhelming at times, but overall, I think, like, with the correct you know mindset you can get pretty far in this like there's a trophy for hitting the 30th round no yeah uh i i think what bothers me more about it is that i hate that early on the health is very plentiful there's a lot of health to go around but it's very very uh, it's just it's so difficult because sometimes the the level ground won't have anything to heal yeah, it, it almost feels like it's that roguelike t- 
type, like, I gotcha, thing that they do where the game will set you up to, like, oh, I gotta use these health items, oh, I gotta, they're gonna be here, they're gonna, and then it takes them away, kind of like in a roguelike, like Isaac, where one of the later stages, like, towards the final boss, instead of taking a half uh, heart per hit, you'll mm-hmm. lose a full heart every time you get hit. So it's one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, we're going to take it from you. You think you're good. We're going to take it from you in round 10, and we'll see how you do with just apples for a while or something. It, it it seems just to be like that old arcane mentality of, no, you had your fun, so it's time for you to put pop in another quarter or for you to get off the arcade. That's what it seems like. That's what, arcades game, that's what our, uh, arcade games did back in the day. They would make the later levels way more difficult. So is like either put in another quarter, or, you know, is you, you know you had your fun, it's over. It's like uh, Pac-Man. I think at a, at a certain point in Pac-Man, the the pellets don't do anything. They they don't turn any of the ghosts blue. So it's one of those. It just seems like an arcade, which it might be on purpose, obviously, because it is a, a beat 'em up game. Well, you notice with other beat 'em ups, like the first level is usually like fine, and then the second level, you're like, what's going on here? Why is this boss so hard? No, yeah, uh, I was always a, a one-quarter kid, so I was always just, I have a dollar, and this game costs a quarter. I'm only going to put one quarter in because I'm playing three other games after this. So I want to say my beat skills are, are amazing, but I I have some skill to get to a certain distance without having to pop in another quarter. So it gets pretty difficult. Usually the first part of a beat up is the most fun because you're, you've got to have like a lot of skill and positioning for you know later halves of the games. That beat 'em up bundle is a, is a good example of like, oh yeah, Battle Circuit's real fun in the first level, and then all oh, the second level is like, okay, it's fine, and then third, you're like, oh god, what's going on here? Captain Commando, all that stuff. Yeah, it, 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 I just think if if they were to either add actual lives, like, because obviously it's a once you're out, you're out. Only when you your teammate beats the level can you revive. Dead yeah, you can players. res, so that's cool. It's just one of those things where. Is it only two players, or can there be more than just... Can it be four I people I think it's only two for the survival mode. See, yeah, so... Four would break it. They'd have to scale yeah. if if it was four. Actually, it might. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's just, like, either pull back some of the difficulty, like, add a little bit more, you know, chickens and apples, you know, here and there to, you know, to add more health to you, or yeah. add an actual life system. I actually want to suspend state. Because sometimes I don't have a half an hour to run through survival mode. This is my thing with every roguelike. Like, Isaac is the shining example. Isaac has a suspend state. It's not a save. It just stops you where you are. So you can turn off the game, do something else, come back to it right where you are. It doesn't change anything about the run. It just suspends your game. So I'm a big advocate for that. Especially in things like Returnal or whatever. Anyway, that's fun. Probably give that another go myself. Uh soonish but i've been consumed by warriors uh before we wrap up today i played a little more skyward sword and we finally hit the things that i don't like about skyward sword so i'll i'll get i'll I'll talk about those very briefly first off in hyrule warriors there is an enemy one of those big bosses called the imprisoned i never knew what zelda game it was from and i always hated fighting it i didn't think it was like Mm -hmm. an amazing looking thing it's from skyward sword it is literally Uh. a giant mass of hexagonal uh scales with like you have to slash your sword at his toes so that you can knock some kind of like 
stake into his head or something. Mm-hmm. It's not a great boss. I think you have to fight it three times. It's very annoying. It's not super great designed. Um, I did the first one, but uh, I think what bothers me more about Skyward Sword right now is called the Silent Realms. It is an area where you... Because Link, of course, has to go power up his sword, so he has to go to the Silent Realms to do that. It's an area where you are, from the get-go, hunted down by enemies who who will defeat you in one hit. If you get hit once, you have to start the entire thing over, but you have to go collect 15 little orbs, and collecting other orbs will show you where those 15 orbs are, and collecting one of the main orbs will freeze the enemies that attack you. It won't freeze the enemies that try to find you with, like, searchlights, but it'll freeze the enemies that attack you. Sounds simple in theory, but it's not in practice because it's easy to get lost... Um, some of the movement in Skyward Sword doesn't lend itself well to a challenge like this. And after you collect the 15th, at least in in my experience, after I collected the 15th one, you have to go back to the beginning while the enemies are chasing you down. And I was like, like my, like the edge of Link's foot was touching the goal when an enemy slashed at me. And I was like, mm. if he, if he gets me here, I'm giving, I'm giving up. I can't, I can't go through it. Cause I had already gone through it like three times at that point. Luckily, it missed, but I, that's the first Silent Realm. I guess there's four, and the third one is, like, the hardest one. So, can't say I'm looking forward to that. That might be where I, you know, break out the video guides for Skyward Sword. Because, like, I've been getting on perfectly with it without a guide, but I don't like, st- I don't like stuff like this. Like, a speed stealth section, it's not my thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems to be, yeah. I knew it's like, oh, that's part of it. I know you're not going to dig it. Yeah, and to know that there's still three more, I'm like, oh, boy. Oh, Maybe I'll just oh, play some still... great Ace Attorney for a while, <laughs> read for a while. There's three, oh, that's going to that's gonna be a while till you get an update on that. Yeah. I, I played that before Samurai Warriors came out, and I said, you know how satisfying it is to wave a giant sword in front of like a hundred enemies at once versus doing those silent realms is very satisfying so i'm determined to be- beat skyward sword i don't know when it'll happen but i'm determined anyway we'll save some fall guys impressions for next time but we both got our ratchet and clank costume we did uh i think the last thing we just need is the emote because survival rounds don't come that I- often. i got it this morning <sighs> see you guys more i still need five more to mm-hmm. do I hit, like, level 36. I have the next costume, and I was like, I love this season. It's great. You would have been in level 50 by now. Yeah, this was last if they season. still had, If they still had Welcome to the Jungle and Samurai Warriors didn't come out, I might be level 50 by now. True. Anyway, so before we wrap up the episode, I got an update on the Passion Fruit Sparkling Water. I was going to bring that up before we left, so, yeah, <laughs> what, what's the update on it? Uh, I'm almost finished, which is wild. But, uh, yeah, I'm really liking this one. I think it's a nice flavor. I think it's a very soothing flavor. I think I would get this one again. Uh, so, yeah, the verdict is just that it's great. Just, what more can I say? It's a, it's a good flavor of sparkling water. I'm down for that. I'd drink that over soda any day. I'm not really a sparkling water guy, so I wouldn't know. I'll get you into the sparkling water meta. I've it's tr- greater I've than any it. game meta. I've tried it. It's not for me. Oh. One day anyway would you say that we did an episode yeah that should wrap up an episode of this week all right well thank you guys so much for listening 
You can always catch us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Podbean. Please follow our Twitter at Markers on the Map. Please follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map. <laughs> and hey, next week is the 50th episode. It's one that you're not going to want to miss. I think it's going to be a real good one. And uh, I guess there's not much left to say besides Sega. I'm begging you. Please re-release Shadow the Hedgehog, preferably on the PS5. Switch will do, but PS5, Shadow the Hedgehog, Sega. And that the real sitting ducks was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>